This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Hello, and welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Birch, and today we are talking to founder of Third Monday in April, Amy Curian. Third Monday in April is a women-owned business, and I love how Amy describes it. It's a company, an apparel company, that focuses on equality in running with a side of Boston. So before you tune out because you're not a runner, don't worry. We only talk about running for a little bit, especially towards the end. We go super nerdy on Boston. But in the process of getting there, we talk about where the idea for Third Monday in April came from, what Amy has done through life to get to the point where she could start her own business, and Really, she talks about how you too can take an idea. And I love her perspective on when something happens and you're questioning it. If you have something you can add, add it. If you have something that needs to be heard, say it. If you're questioning, someone else probably is too. And that's a great opportunity for your light to shine. I'm really thankful to welcome Amy onto the podcast. I've been following Third Monday in April for quite some time, and I love their apparel. Check them out on Instagram, but don't listen to me. Listen to Amy. She's about to talk. Before you do so, make sure you like and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's how we get these stories out to more people. Without further ado, my new friend, Amy Curian, and her company, Third Monday in April. Today on the Illuminate Podcast, we are talking to Miss Amy Curian of Third Monday in April. Hi, Amy. Hello. So happy to be here. I am so excited that you responded to my random Instagram message and agreed to come on the Illuminate Podcast. Absolutely. I feel like that's actually um, a big part of my social scene right now is like responding to random Instagram or sending random like, hey, I love what you're doing or whatever. So I'm so glad that you reached out. Oh, I absolutely love what you're doing. I have been following your Instagram for a long while. There was one runner in Savannah, Georgia, where I am, that posted a big haul. She bought a big shipment of your stuff maybe a year or so ago. Okay. And it was the 84, like the blue one and the red and white one and uh-huh. the 72 and the 84. And I was enamored with the history of running. Yes. And so I got my, I, we have matching outfits on the listener can't see, but we have matching tops on that say not too weak and fragile to run. What? So I just know when I got my first piece from your collection, how excited I was. And I just love what you are putting out into the community. Tell the listener, what is it that you're putting out in the community and who is Amy Curian? Well, um, first of all, thank you so much. Um, okay. So I am putting, um, sort of equality focused, um, running apparel out into the world, um, with a side of, I love Boston marathon. And so there's Boston marathon gear too, um, to kind of back up of how I got, I guess, to this point, um, I have been a designer my whole career. I've worked, um, in ad agencies and design shops, um, for the past, you know, 20, let's just say 20 plus years. Um, and 
moved, moved kind of all around, um, kind of following my husband's job. So we've been in the Midwest. Um, we've been in LA. Um, we're now in Portland, Oregon. We've been here about 15 years. Um, and ever since we moved here, um, actually had my daughter, um, a week after we moved here. So, um, for a little bit of time, I would still like, she was a newborn and I would like fly to LA and, um, we were directing some TV shoots. And so I was trying to do the whole like high power career. I can do it all thing, um, for a little while and eventually realized it was a lot easier if I was closer to home. Um, so kind of just went on my own from that point and have been doing, um, freelance work, um, you know, for a while now in Portland, um, and always had had the dream in my head of, you know, I love Boston Marathon. I was like, it'd be so fun, you know, to make a Boston shirt. That was kind of all it was. Um, and I never, never really did it. Um, and then, um, you know, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, um, sitting on my couch, like <laughs> the rest of the world and, um, learned about the death of Ahmad Arbery, um, the you know young man who was out running um, in Georgia and got shot, um, and it really you know like so many regular people runners you know every I think it really um, made a lot of us take a look at um, you know things that that I take for granted um, you know as a white woman running down the street I do you know as a woman there are certainly safety concerns um, but you know I literally the day before I had found out about Ahmad's death. Um, my good running friend and I um, went and explored like a new part of town that we had never been because we were just so sick of our <laughs> normal running routes. And I was like, that was us like the day before, like running in a new neighborhood, you know? Um, so it really just kind of struck me. Um, and kind of with my history and of my, in my career, my background, like when something really hits me, I'm like, okay, what can I create to, um, try, you know, try to change this or at least make someone think about it for a second. Um, and so that's what I did. I just kind of had the idea of, you know, till we all run free. Um, and I'm like, let me try to put this on a shirt. You know, maybe it's just going to be my mom and my neighbor who buys it, but I, I feel like this message needs to get out there. Um, and so that's, that's what happened. So I designed the shirt, like quickly made a website. Um, and then as it turned out, you know, people shared it on social media um, you know, and I ended up hundreds of people ended up buying this, you know, till we all run free, um, shirt and we donated all the money, um, to organizations that were working to try to create <laughs> this world. So we donated a bunch to equal justice initiative. Um, and so that kind of got me started in the idea of like, Hey, maybe I could actually do this. Um, it, I think it, it was enough of a, um, push to kind of move it beyond the, Hey, I'm just going to make a Boston shirt. It gave it a little bit more meaning, um, mm -hmm. to actually make me be like, okay, this is on. Um, and so once I did the Tilbury Island free shirt, then, um, I have a real passion for women's running and sort of the history of women's running. Um, and so that was the next collection, um, that I wanted to create was more of a women's equality focused collection. So it started as just a, hmm, it'd be fun to do some shirt design and I love Boston and it's developed yeah. into connecting to a deeper why. Before we yeah, dig deeper absolutely. into that, yes. what were you designing before you started designing shirts and apparel? So um, my background is um, 
in more traditional media. So I was doing like TV commercials, um, outdoor, you know, billboards, print advertising, you know, newspaper magazines, that kind of thing. Um, for just like a wide range of clients, like, um, you know, paint companies and travel and healthcare. I mean, just whatever, you know, whoever I was working for. Um, so, and then I kind of, you know, stepped out of the agency world and that's sort of also when the media world kind of changed and things became digital and social and all that. So, um, that was a little bit of a learning curve for me to kind of navigate getting back into that. Um, so yeah. And then I do, you know, I've always kind of on the side done either through my work or on the side, like just more straight up branding. So, you know, logos and identity systems and stuff like that. So you have the skill set for branding and you can see that skill set come through. Your social media is great. Y'all go follow. Oh. It's so much fun. But were you always like that as a kid? Were you a creator growing up? And did you have these passions for equality growing up? What are some of the things that led you to this point in life? Yeah. Um, so to the first point, absolutely. Like I would spend hours making people's like birthday cards and, you know, hand decorating them. And then I would make like a kit of like, and here's some other cards that you could use that I, you know, designed. And so, I mean, I always, yeah, that was like always, always in there. I was super into art um, in, you know, growing up and in high school. Um, I had a very practical father who said like, that's cool that you like art, but like, what are you going to do? You know, like, um, which, you know, to, I was like, well, maybe I'm going to be a painter or maybe, you know, um, so I think it was good in a sense that he did put a little bit of like, okay, I, I'm going to have to get a job here, you know? Um, so that kind of led me into the graphic design path, um, which frankly I had never even heard of. I grew up in a really small town in Michigan. Um, you know, this was like early nineties. Like I, I had honestly had never even heard of graphic design until I went to college. And then really? I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I took a typography class, like just the study of typefaces, you know, fonts and all that. And I was just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could do this like for a living. Like somebody really does it. Like it, you know, just kind of rocked my world. And I was like switched into the school of art. Like this is, this is what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Wow. On the fact that you took a class on typesetting. (laughs) That's fascinating. (laughs) How cool that you could find something that merged your passion for art to design. Yeah. Yeah. What a great reminder that every experience builds for the next opportunity. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, um, also is sort of a reminder to me of like, there's so much that in this instance, you know, myself, like that you're not exposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, you don't always know what your passion might be if you haven't had a chance to even, you know, realize certain things are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, um, definitely kind of a, um, aha moment for me. Wow. So as you're in your small town in Michigan yeah. and going to college, were there opportunities where you were getting involved in social justice back in the nineties? What, what were some of those things you were interested in outside of art? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I have a very interesting family, I guess. So I have a blended family. Um, I'm one of seven siblings. So yeah, I kind of grew up um, with a blended family. I have um, mixed race, younger brothers and sisters. And, um, but it was kind of in sort of that, you know, 80s phase of, um, you know, 
we don't see color and like, we're just going to, you know, create the world that, that we want to live in and um, we're all the same. And so sort of that colorblind um, mentality. Um, so I really, I did, I mean, I knew that, yeah, I had, you know, a black sister and um, it, it didn't, I didn't realize how big of a deal it really was um, that their lives um, just by the color of their skin were very different than mine and the things that they were experiencing um, were di very different. And I didn't realize that until I was an adult. Um, and I think, so, you know, kind of to answer your question, like, no, I didn't grow up sort of with a social justice mindset or even having have that experience in my family with, you know, people of, um, you know, different skin colors and different um, ethnicities in my own family. I still didn't, um, really get it, to be honest. Um, and so it really was the kind of the awareness of the last couple of years of um, men really diving in like, oh yeah, like, and really then kind of connecting with my younger siblings now that we're all adults and they were sharing experiences that they had had that I had never even heard of before. Um, just, you know, being pulled over so much more and, you know, just all these different things. Um, and so I really started to just become so much more aware of, you know, systemic racism and just all these injustices that have always been there, but that I kind of in my, you know, white privileged world um, didn't, didn't have to see, even though I had brothers and sisters who were experiencing these things. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, I think that, um, Yes, it, it is probably a little more personal to me, you know, having heard firsthand from, you know, my siblings, some of their experiences. Um, but it also did take sort of this huge reckoning um, of seeing, you know, it on the news every day and for me to really be like, whoa, this is not the colorblind world that I thought it was. And we aren't all treated the same. And um there's, you know, systems in place that, that prevent that from happening. So. Do yeah. your siblings now help you with some of these equality things you're working towards? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, my younger brother, Josh, uh, is amazing. He's a musician. Um, he uh, is into film and so, um, and kind of, he's traveled, he's been in the Peace Corps, he's traveled over and he kind of had this window of time um, where he stayed with us for a summer. And it was so amazing because he's creative, I'm creative and we just like got together. Um, I don't know if you remember the race for equality mm -hmm. line that I did. Um, so it's kind of, you know, supposed to look like a normal race shirt um, mm -hmm. on the back, you know, it has all these sponsor logos, but in reality, the um, the sponsor logos are really like social justice issues that we need to overcome. It's a beautifully designed shirt. I'll oh, make sure to link all you. of it in the show notes because all these different collections have such purpose behind them. And this makes that shirt even more meaningful to know that you did it in collaboration with your younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. So he was here and, um, you know, I mean, everything down to like, do you like this logo here or there or whatever? And then it got to the point of like, okay, so the shirt's off, you know, being printed, how are we going to roll this out? How are, you know, what's the um, campaign going to look like? And he's like, I'll, I'll help you do a shoot if you want. And I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I have no budget, right? Like it's, it's me, you know? Yes. 
And then I donate, you know, pretty much all of what we make, I donate to people who are, you know, doing more than I am to try to make um, the world better. So he was like, I'll do it. And so um, my brother, Josh, and his um, buddies, who he also makes music with, um, helped create this whole shoot. We roped in friends and neighbors and um, it, it was, it was magic. It was just one of those days um, where, you know, the, it was raining a little bit. We're in like this beautiful Portland park and um, we, yeah, we shot the t-shirt and made a video for it. So. I just remember watching all the stories on the days leading up to it. I, I love to follow running people on Instagram because it gets me outside of my musical brain and gives me just yeah. a little escape to reset creatively musically. Yeah. But I was watching all the adventures of you know getting rained out at this location, going to the new location yeah. and yeah. watching all of it happen. But now to hear the background that it yeah. was you and your brother working together, yeah. that all the proceeds from this project then went to support people making change. Yeah. I'm seeing yeah. a theme here, Amy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and it's so cool to, you know, Josh, who helped me with this, he's 10 years younger than me. And it was almost more like, I think growing up, like I was more like an aunt or something, because we just had that much of an age gap. Um, so for us to just be like on the same level, like, yeah, brother and sister, but like more so just two creatives, like how do we make this thing the best it can be? Like it's, it's awesome. Like it's something I'll never forget. Um, so yeah. So race for equality, you had to, we all run free. What is your next big plan in that element, the equality element of your business? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I am, uh, working on, I actually just sent to print yesterday, um, a couple more women's equality pieces, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, they uh, kind of play off. So the last piece that I just did um, is uh, focused on women's equality. Women's equality. There's a, uh, it says, and yet we run. Um, I think that you mm-hmm. <laughs> may have ordered You'll this. see me in that in Boston. I'll be running the Boston Marathon. And yet we run. And down the back is the most gorgeous timeline of the history. If you don't know this, listeners, women were not allowed to run more than a couple laps around the track until 1972. Yeah, and they couldn't even like there was no Olympic women's marathon until 1984, which makes so much sense. I love my granny so much. We talk all the time, but she always says I'm going to break running, which is why I love the sweatshirt that says not too weak and fragile to run. Yes. Yes. It makes so much sense. In the 70s, she was a grown adult. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. her whole life, women were too weak and fragile to do two laps around the track. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's, um, it's so funny you say that about, um, your grandmother, because the whole spark for like my women's equality collection, um, was a conversation I had with my mom. Really? She was growing up in the sixties and, um, yeah, she's like, oh yeah. In gym class, we could only run once around the track once a year. She's like the boys ran and they did track and they did all these other sports, but you know, we didn't, we, we weren't allowed. And I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, can you like check with your friends or something like that just sounds insane. Right. And so she did, she called her like girlfriends from high school. And I was like, yeah, no, like that, that's the way it was. Um, and so I have two young daughters. I have a 12 year old and a 14 year old. And I was like, I don't think they know this. I think they turn on the TV and see, you know, men's basketball or men's football or whatever sport happens to be on. And 
probably make their own assumptions as to why that is. Like, why don't they just flip on the TV and see, you know, women's sports highlighted? Like, I don't think they understand that we're really like huge underdogs here. Like the men have had such a head start um, just by the very nature that women weren't allowed to do these things like in very recent history. Like it wasn't that long ago. In our timeline, like yeah. in, in our lifetime. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I was, again, sort of like that's when I like figure something out or learn something that I'm like, I don't think everybody knows, like, does everybody know this? Like, this seems, you know, crazy to me. How do we, um, if everybody knows this, like, why is our world so the way it is, I guess. And so, um, that's when I decided to do the women's equality collection. And you kind of mentioned some of the pieces that are in it, but it's sort of like an educational, um, collection. And there it's, the pieces are inspired by the decade, um, that they were in. So like, there's a shirt that says, you know, 1972, the first year women could officially run a marathon and it kind of, you know, has like a seventies vibe to mm-hmm. it. Um, and then the 84, the first year that we could run the marathon in the Olympics, that's got an eighties. Um, it's like a red ring or tea. Um, so I really was excited about that. Um, worked on that collection. And then most recently, um, added the, and yet we run, um, piece to it, um, which is the one that, Yes, you and I will be wearing in Boston. In Boston. <laughs> so excited. Okay, while we're talking about Boston, we can pop back to the collections in a second. Sure. Why did you choose third Monday in April for the title of your company? Yes. yes. Um, so, kind. I mean, it kind of harkens back to that idea that I always had in my head of like, I just want to make a Boston shirt. Like, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of stuff out there that I didn't necessarily think was amazing and just kind of always had in my head, like, I feel like I could do maybe that a little bit better. Um, and so when I, that was always the idea. And then sort of, you know, when things kind of got off the ground running with, you know, more of an equality focus, literally, <laughs> yes, literally. it probably didn't necessarily make a ton of sense to people. I think people probably kind of had no idea what it was. Oh, I um, knew right away. I'm like, that's best in Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and so to me, it's, yes, it's so third Monday in April is the day Boston Marathon is held um, every year, except obviously for last year, um, it was in October just because of the pandemic. But traditionally, it's third Monday in April. Um, and yeah, I love Boston Marathon. Um, it's always, it kind of started just as like, when I first began running, like this thing I'd heard about. And oh, you know, if you run marathons, you have to try to do Boston one day. And became this goal I was going after and like didn't make it for a while and kept trying. And, um, once I got there, I felt honored to be there and just really loved, um, the course and just the whole process of training for something and being there. And, um, you know, I've run my language. I feel like everything you just said, I'm like, yes, friend. Yes. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I've done it with friends. I've done it by myself. I mean, it's like it, I've kind of had, um, a lot of just great running experiences there. Um, and then I was there in 2013, um, the year of the bombing and, um, you know, and I was lucky I was finished. Um, I was like really close. Um, so I could still see, I mean, I heard the explosions, I could see the smoke and all that, but I was totally safe, you know, not like so many people whose lives have been, you know, just changed forever or lost, um, due to it. So, I mean, I was really lucky, but it, um, 
it just made me, it kind of deepened my connection and love um, for Boston and just for the running community um, mm-hmm. for kind of all those things that, um, you know, running a marathon or really any distance can represent sort of that camaraderie and um, that just um, kind of striving for something individually, which running can be so often, but also more of that collective spirit. Um, and so my friends and I who were running in 2013, we were all um, like, you know what, we're going back next year. Um, and we did. And after that, I kind of just, and <laughs> after that, they were all kind of done. Like, okay, like our family's like, you can't do this again. You know, we need, we need you at home. Um, and I just was never really able to let it go. So I just keep going back. Um, and so, obviously, you know, when it came time to name third Monday in April, I'm like, it's going to be third Monday in April. <laughs> Something that means so much more than just the day. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So it does like in theory, yes, it references Boston Marathon, but to me, it's just all those good things about running, you know? Um, so. Oh, I love it. The process, the the final celebration, all of yeah. the people, the places. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you're speaking my language. And I have to tell my friends, if you don't understand why I run, you need to go listen to this episode because she yeah. says it so succinctly. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I think there's um, so much just in that idea of, um, you know, the journey leading up to, you know, if you're being at a, a race or just a run you're doing or whatever, I mean, if there's a lot of training and planning and all that, you know, there's a lot in that process. Um, and then there's kind of, you know, whatever the day may bring, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no um, guarantees in that. Um, but you always find good people, you know, whether you're running with a friend or it's somebody on the sidelines or, I mean, it's just that um, runners are my people. And um <laughs> I feel like I've definitely found them. And, and, you know, for me, it's marathons. I love doing long runs, um, but obviously it could be any distance anywhere. Um, it's finding your people and finding your place. You reference in your bio that you're doing something you always dreamed of doing. And so for those listeners who are listening that are, they're pursuing a dream, they're thinking of something they want to start. What are some tips you could give as you've so honestly fallen into something that you're passionate about? As someone who started a business and a woman woman's own business, what are some tips you could give listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's a hundred reasons not to do it, and I think that's why I didn't do it for so long. Um, like, I was like, I don't, I don't really know how to sell a shirt. I don't have a website. I maybe no one would buy it. I mean, there's all these things, um, and I think if you just force yourself, um, to do it and understand that you're not going to do it right, right away. And you're going to make mistakes. Um, if you can give yourself that grace, um, I, I, I really think you kind of just have to dive in because there's no way to be fully prepared. You know, you, you kind of, and I can't, tell you how many times I've been on the phone with my printer and she's like, no, 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 you need two screens because we're laying a base layer of, you know, white before we lay the color. And I mean, just all these things that there's just no way, you know, until you dive in. Um, And there's people who do know and that, you know, you pay them and they help you, you know? Um, So I think if you're passionate about it, I would say, you know, just go for it. And I know that sounds kind of trite, but um, I, I think uh, you'll, there will always be reasons not to and why it's scary and 
Um, I think if you really, you know, I, I, I just felt like compelled, like I need to get this message out mm-hmm. and maybe I'm not going to do it the right way. And maybe, you know, it could be better or done in a different way, but I don't feel like anyone else is saying this and I need to say this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if you feel like you have something, um, that is unique and isn't out there in the way that you want it to be out there, then just go for it. <laughs> I love that. And I, and I love that you tie it to something bigger than you. It's not just, I'm a great designer and I have things that people should see, or I yeah. have these images in my, no, it's, there's a bigger message. There's a bigger Absolutely. thing. And this yeah. is the vehicle through which to do it for you. Totally. Totally. And I mean, and there's way better designers than me out there and there's way, you know, and, and that's what I kind of, always thought when I was doing this, like, I'm not just going to make another running shirt because there's tons of running shirts out there. You know, I, I don't, the world doesn't need another, you know, shirt that says thrown on it or whatever, you know, like they're out there. Um, and the world, frankly, didn't really need another Boston shirt either, but I just had it in my head. I was like, I don't think anybody's saying it like this, you know? So I think if there's something unique, um, you want to say, um, just do it. And, you know, you learn as you go, like there's certainly things that I, you know, even from a year ago, I'm like, okay, I would have done that differently. Um, and yeah. So, and I think for me too, like, I'm really excited about this next piece that is, should be coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm stoked. It's, um, it's like the evolution of the, and yet we run tank, but in like a really visual graphic, um, less literal kind of way. I'm super excited about it. And I probably wouldn't have had necessarily the courage to do it a year ago. You know, like, it's like, I, it needed, yes. the things needed to have come before it. Um, so anyways, it's kind of, well, exciting. this episode will probably air right as that's going live. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Yeah, that's perfect. So if you're listening, go check out third Monday in April on the socials or on the website, thirdmondayinapril.com. So cool. I can't wait to see what it is. Your story is so inspiring, Amy. Your content has been fun to watch all along the process, but to get to know you and hear the story to illuminate your story. It's been such an honor. We have a few end of episode questions. Is there anything else you want to say about third Monday in April or women's running or quality or Boston before we dive into these final questions um well I don't feel like we talked about Boston enough so well, you want to talk about Boston some I, more because I, like I can talk about Boston some more like just another minute about Boston deal yeah. okay so where did you qualify um so I qualified for this year's race in 2019 in Portland lovely <laughs> which is crazy I mean it's like three years ago. Right. But just the way the pandemic worked and the qualifying times and all that. Um, so I have an old time and, um, obviously this will be my you know last <laughs> chance to use it before it's expired. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, but it'll be my 10th Boston and I'm hoping the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on legacy status. Um, if you've not run Boston, my friends, there are qualifying windows. You cannot get a lottery for this. Um, yes, there are um, people that can run for donating to different activities, but really you earn your spot. You have to run in a certain time frame. It changes as you age up um, mm-hmm. and times expire. Mm-hmm. And if you run it 10 years in a row, you become a legacy, which is an amazing place to be because you just have to qualify you don't have to get extra time and you get in 
Right. And I am not, I'm not consecutive. So I don't still sometimes it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is my so I I qual I tried eight gabajillion times to qualify for Boston. Mm-hmm. I missed it by two minutes. I missed it by one minute. I missed it by thirty seconds, and oh. then I qualified in my hometown. And twenty nineteen Boston was my first Boston. Oh my gosh! Okay, so okay. I was in grad school getting my doctorate, and really that's a lot. And yeah. so oh I didn't really run a marathon. Before, after I qualified, before I ran Boston, there were no marathons in my world. And right. after Boston, I hunkered down and added a couple doctoral minors and didn't really run into marathons. Oh my gosh. So wow. when I realized it was time to qualify again, I got serious and I PR'd by like 20 some minutes in York, Pennsylvania. Whoa. Shout out to the York Marathon, beautiful, super easy out and back course. If y'all need a good BQ place, 20 some minute PR. It was epic. So I am running Boston this year with a smile. I don't need, I've already gotten my qualifying time for next year. I did the Atlantic City Marathon and not quite a PR, but I survived headwinds in Atlantic City. OMG. Gosh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, so this will be your second Boston. This will be my second in-person okay. Boston. I'm really excited. The shirts are some of my favorite. The jackets, like a couple of my favorite colors, which yeah. is great. And it's going to yeah. look real good with my new tank that I got from your company. Matchy-matchy. Um, <laughs> okay, so do you train by yourself? What type of training plans do you follow? Um, so I uh, usually I don't train by myself. I love to run with other people. Um, I... To me, the best would be, you know, chatting and then be like, oh, we 16, you know, like we're done. Um, so yeah, um, unfortunately, my girlfriend is injured right now. I'm kind of injured right now. So the two of us are one way or another, we're going to be on the start line, but it's going to be interesting. Um, but my husband actually will run with me um, and he'll, he'll do a 20. He, he's not super happy about it, but he'll do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Same. My husband will do some of that. We're actually, uh, after Boston is a total transition, we're going to go run across England. Oh, And so he's a big trail and mountain runner. He's actually just, he loves those type of challenges. And I'm like, give me a road with pavement, please. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we're going to transition to that, but he'll run some with me. I have a great girlfriend and we actually write all of our own training plans. I got certified as a running coach and we have a running and pacing company. And that's been a lot of fun to, I write her training plan and I'm the one who's like, here's what we're doing this week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. A lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. We will definitely be meeting up in Boston. I will yes, find you. We need to do it for sure. We'll take pictures sure. and it'll be two weeks after this airs, which is so awesome. Yes. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Okay. I can't wait. Sorry if you're a non-runner or you're not obsessed with Boston, just watch the replay when it plays on the TV because there is some type of amazing magnetic energy. And if nothing else, celebrate the fact that this is the 50th anniversary of when women could run a marathon. Yes, absolutely. Praise absolutely. Jesus, 2022. That's crazy. Yes, yes. All right, you ready for some end of podcast questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. What is the best or most recent book you have read? Okay, um, probably the best lately and most recent um, is actually uh, nonfiction called Untangled. Um, 
It's I actually have it sitting right here. It is the author is Lisa uh, Demore, and um, it's about raising teenage daughters. And <laughs> it's been a lifesaver for me right now. Uh, so normally I am um, more of like a um, I love my books to be almost like watching a movie. So I'm like you know girl on the train, you know woman in cabin ten, like that that genre. <laughs> I both of those read those. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I did have to take a departure because I was like, all right, I actually do thing going on in my daughter's mind right now. Yeah. Um, oh, I, so, I yeah. teach some teenagers and I, I love them for an yeah. hour or so a week. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. Have yeah. you read Untamed or the, that's by Glennon Doyle or the yeah. book by the soccer player, Megan, um, I forget what that one's called. I'll get back to you. But both of those, I think, have really excellent moments that so perfectly explain what you're doing from your third Monday in April platform. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I I have read Untamed um, and I love um, the We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Yes. um, Doyle has, um, I feel like every week I'm tuned into that and learning something um, with her awesome guests. She is so um, good. Yeah. The yeah. soccer book is Megan Rapinoe and it's called One Life. And oh, okay. it's absolutely fantastic, especially with the recent news of pay equality and all yes. of that going on. She tells yeah. the story in there. I think you'll really enjoy it as you're going down and increasing your um, and still we run line. That would cool. be really cool. cool. Very, oh, wow. very cool. Sorry to, di- I know this is your questions, but I was really no, excited I love it. for you. Every, when I read those moments, I think of you because of the work you're doing and the, the oh. image you're putting out. Sorry. Um, oh. Who or what is illuminating or inspiring you right now? Well, it's funny because you actually just spread it up. So um, it is all this like momentum and um, kind of rising, I feel like, of women's running and just like the whole equal pay movement and break the bias and just this awareness, I feel like um, is finally happening um, in terms of, um, you know, women athletes being paid what they should be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still, we have so far to go, mm-hmm. you know, like the, in terms of media coverage, you know, still pay, um, there, there are all sorts of issues, um, racial inequalities in terms of how athletes are treated and sponsorship and all that. I mean, there's still so much, but I do feel like we're at, like, I feel like we're seeing change happen, um, like in our lifetime, which is really cool. It is so cool. Uh, there's a place that I just learned about that is opening up in the spring in Portland. Um, and it's called the sports bra and they are going to show just women's sports on TV. So it's a sports pub, like sports bar, um, in Portland, but only women's sports. And Very I say, cool. Yes. <laughs> so I do feel like, um, that's amazing. I mean, it's so cool to see some of these, um, like older women and older, I mean, they're, you know, later thirties, but like, you know, setting American world records, like, um, Kira D'Amato in the, um, marathon and Sarah Hall and half marathon, like, women who are showing, you know, that like we can still do pretty amazing things, um, as we age. And so I, I just, I'm super inspired by women's running right now. I, I think it's, it's fantastic. I uh, agree wholeheartedly. I, have you, I don't know if you do masterclass, but Joan Benoit Samuelson went on and did an amazing masterclass of how she came up the ropes in women's running. 
Awesome. Awesome. I've seen, I haven't done it, but I've seen like the preview for it. So cool. Okay. I'll I'll send you a a link. You can access it. What is an organization that you want to illuminate right now? So I think, um, I am super inspired by, um, groups that are working to bring, um, running and all of its amazing benefits, um, to kids. Um, cause I feel like that's such a great way to introduce them to something that, you know, they can do for the rest of their lives. Um, so I love girls on the run. Um, I think that's fantastic. And I recently, um, last year learned about a group, um, called students run LA and, um, it's, an amazing organization that takes um, kids from all over LA and mentors them, um, provides, you know, training and shoes and everything they might need um, to run the LA marathon. Uh, And that's happening. It's either this weekend or next weekend. It's coming up. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think that's just so cool. Um, So I'm super inspired by groups. Um, Really, any group that's like working to make running more accessible to everyone, um, mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. Such a great sport and such a great way to find so much ownership. All right, last question. Yes. What is the message you want to send to the world? Um, I think that uh, really, yeah, like sort of some of the stuff we've touched on before, but yeah, if there's um, something that you see that, you know, isn't right. And that you feel like you, um, have a voice on, you know, how it might be better or a small way that you can at least try, like jump in, you know, I think that, um, the history that we've all been taught about our world, you know, isn't really (laughs) the way things really happened. Mm -hmm. So many people, you know, were not included in those stories. Um, due to, you know, their gender or the color of their skin or, um, you know, their status in society. And so I think really, um, I think it's really important to try to seek out those things that can help us understand the world we live in now and kind of, you know, throw our hat in the ring. Like, how can we make this a little bit better? Amy, thank you so much for coming on the Illuminate podcast and sharing your thoughts and your business. And you are such an amazing human. Thanks for the work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. It's been um, fun to be here. And thanks for letting me share the story. All right. What did you think? Wasn't it so fun to hear Amy's story? I hope you're as excited about getting out there and creating something or doing something or saying something that you feel needs to be said. And in case you're wondering, you, my friend, you are awesome and what you're doing you are illuminate the world around you and if the people around don't think so hand them some sunglasses and keep on shining bright my friend i'm so glad that you've listened today let us know what you think like review us go check us out at patreon.com slash pod follow us on social all that jazz can't wait till next time have a great one